Chapter 2, Section 2, Unramified Extensions. Let K be a complete field with discrete valuation. So, a complete discrete valuation field. Parenthesis. We don't require K to be local. The residue field may not be finite. Okay. Just complete discrete valuation field. Definition. A finite separable extension L over K is unramified defined only if, by definition, there are two conditions to satisfy the first one. The ramification index L over K is one. Secondly, the residue field KL over KK is separable. So the second one is usually we, 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 we missed this, but they're actually Unramified extension is always for separable extension. Finite is no problem. We always talk about finite, otherwise there is no index and degree. But separable is sometimes missed. Okay, remark, for local fields, the second always hold. Okay, this is also something explains why we forgot this second condition, k over kk be separable. Because for local fields, this is always the case. Why? Because finite field is perfect. Finite field is always perfect. And finite extension of perfect field is separable. Finite extension of perfect field is always separable. I say it again. For local fields, in our case, at least, we require local fields to have finite residue field. And for finite residue field, it is always perfect. And also importantly, finite extension of perfect field is always separable. Finite extension of perfect field is always ex separable. Maybe we should put the exercise for this in the exercise section. Proposition. Firstly, L over K is unramified if and only if two conditions. Firstly, Residue degree L over K, F L over K equals dimension of L over K. And secondly, K L over K is separable. Proposition, second. L over K is unramified if and only if two conditions to satisfy, or say equivalent conditions uh, with the first uh, description we just given. Firstly, a uniformizer, pi K of K is a uniformizer of L to help share the same uniformizer. Secondly, as you wrote here over KK is separable. Third, field K containing field L containing field M, field M over K is unramified if and only if L over K and M over L over K and M over L are unramified. Okay, this one is important because so for something else, uh, rather than unramified, it's not always the case. But as here we see, at least for unramified composition of unramified is still unramified. No, we didn't see composition of unramified as unramified. Here we only know that if you have chain of a field, The whole chain is unramified extension if and only if the middle chain is unramified. 
Okay, this is proposition. Sorry, this is not proposition. What we have said is properties. Okay. Proposition two point one. Let small k l over small k k be separable. Then we know that there exists some alpha bar in small k l such that small k l equals small k k ending this alpha bar. Classical field theory. We will put exercise for this too. Proposition two point one. Under the assumption just mentioned, let L over K be unramified extension. Let Fx bar be polynomial ring with one variable with coefficient in small kk with mean polynomial with the minimal polynomial of alpha bar. And let Fx in OK expracate be a lift, so be any lift. Be a lift. It's not a lift of Fx bar of degree f equals degree f bar so it's not it's not arbitrary lift it's one lift such that the degree of f equals degree of f bar of course if you require your fx bar to be monic then this is always the case but anyway let's just let's say put it more precisely that fx that fx in ox in ok x bracket b a lift of fx bar of degree f equals degree f bar. Then the conclusion is first, there exists a unique element alpha in OL such that f alpha equals zero and alpha bar equals alpha modulo pi L. This tells you that you can find a unique lift of the of the generating element of the residue field to random integer. Secondly, what is very important, L equals K adding this element alpha. So in some sense, this separable, this residue field extension determines uniquely in some sense, the field extension. The field extension over K when it's unramified is totally determined by its residue field extension. Because once you know the residue field, and there is a unique lift, and you know the field itself. Proposition 2.2. Let K equal a complete discrete valuation field. And let L over, let small L over residue field, small KK, be a finite separable extension. So we start from the residue level, and let's see what happened. And then we let small l equals small kk ending some element alpha bar. And again, we write fx bar is polynomial with coefficient in small kk with one variable. Be the minimal polynomial of this alpha bar. And then we let fx a polynomial ring of one variable, a polynomial of one variable with coefficient in ring integer OK a lift of fx bar such that degree of f equals degree of f bar then conclusion is big l defined to be k bracket x quotient by this fx is an unramified extension of big k with its residue field small k l equals l what does this proposition tell us 
this proposition tells us that actually for any separable extension of a residue field of a complete discrete evaluation field k we can construct or we can realize this separable extension of this small kk a residue field of some ramified extension l over k and to construct this it's very similar you just find a minimum polynomial of this separable extension of a residue field or more precisely the element alpha bar find its minimum polynomial and then you lift it by the proposition we're given, there is a unique uh, alpha. And this alpha, by the proposition before we know it, will give the ramified extension. More precisely, we define this, we construct this big L to be the field extension given by this fx, which lifts this fx bar of alpha bar. Proposition. 2.3, let L over K, sorry, before this proposition, let's say, consider the situation, situation let L and M be two field extension of field K, and then consider the set of K algebra, the set of homomorphism as K algebra from L to M. We claim that there is a map C, map this to the set of homomorphism as small k k algebras from small k l to small k m. Let's say. Let's say this more precisely. Take any element sigma, map from l to m preserves k. So this must be an embedding because this is a homomorphism of fields. Again. Notice that the sigma of O of L must be containing O of M. In other words, this embedding has this injective, of course, is injective in any sense. Sigma of O L is containing sigma of O M. Uh, sigma of O L is containing O of M. Um, note that the explanation should be that sigma of ol is still integral over because elements of ol they are integral or how do we say the integral closure of elements of ok when you put a sigma is still integral element over ok OM is integral closure of uh, OK in M. So sigma of OL, they are integral over OK, so it's in OM. Sigma induces, okay. And why this C gives you a map from uh, small KL to small KM? This map is obviously by quotient by the maximal ideal. We require this to be local field. It's not clear. Complete discrete valuation field. So just quotient by its maximal idea of the ring of integer. Yes. So let's repeat. 
Start with a sigma from L to M that this induces a map from OL to OM. And for this map from OL to OM, quotient by its uniformizer. And then it induces a map from OL quotient by pi LOL to OM quotient by pi MOM. So why this map is well defined, you have to check that pi LOL is in the kernel of the map from OL to OM. That's what you have to check. As the map OL to OM is injective, you just have to check pi LOL and the sigma is in the it is is in pi m o m. Now, what is pi m? Pi m is actually pi m raising to some power gives you pi l. So pi l is of course in the ideal generated by pi m. Okay, let's repeat the uh, again as it put here. Okay, is integral over. Sigma OL is integral over K. And so sigma of OL is in OM. Okay. Proposition 2.3. If L over K is unramified, is unramified extension, then for any field M, just mentioned as above, this C is a bijection. So this is very interesting. This is a more precise statement or, or moreover another evidence showing that for unified extension, this homomorphism is determined uniquely by its residue field. So in some sense, residue field determines uniquely unramified extension. This is, if you think it for three seconds, this is telling that unramified extension is very nice because residue field usually for at least for local fields cases characteristic P. So it's something characteristic P world, but this field extension itself is in characteristic zero world. So in some sense, it's telling you that for unramified extension, there is a bridge between characteristic zero and characteristic P, which is very nice. Proposition 2.4. Let L1 over K and L2 over K be unramified extension. Then L1 composite L2 over K is again an unramified extension. This is very important to put the proof. Oh, I have to give a detailed proof later. Assume now K is a local field. Okay, not only a complete discrimination field, but local field. So it's condition on the residue field to be fine, finite in this context. Theorem 2.5. For each integer small n bigger or equal than 1, there exists a unique unramified extension of k of degree n. This extension is a cyclic Galois extension. Let's repeat. For each integer n bigger equal to one, there exists a unique, unique unramified extension of field k of degree n. And this extension is a cyclotomic, no, sorry, is a cyclic Galois extension, which means the Galois group is cyclic. 
this is very nice. This is a structure theorem for extension of a local field. So extension of a local field, if it is unramified, then it's unique. After isomorphism, of course. And the Galois group is cyclic. We, we will give the proof later, but this is a very nice. And of course, to mention that this cyclic Galois group, the cyclic Galois extension, the cyclic Galois group, of course, is generated by Frobenius. Generated by Frobenius map. Mm -hmm. Frobenius map is cyclic generator. That's the Frobenius on the residue field, actually, because we have bijection between the Galois group of L over K is isomorphic to the Galois group of residue field KL over KK. And this Galois group of KL over KK is cyclic of order N. I think this is a classical result for finite field. This Galois group is always cyclic generated by some Frobenius. I think this is also, surely this is, but how many importance? I don't know. I mean, it's important in the Feigamma body theory. So the Frobenius is very, very important if you look at those Feigamma body theory. Frobenius. It's only in the characteristic paper that we, are, we have the intuition that this Frobenius works very nice. For example, the field is very important for a scalar group of residue field extension or finite field extension, finite finite field extension. The Galois group is a generator of the the Galois group is a cyclic generated by element Frobenius. If you could lift this Frobenius to characteristic zero, okay, in priori this Frobenius is always only defined for characteristic P to make sense to really ring homomorphism. If you find a way to lift it to characteristic zero, which means that you have to change the form of its definition, but when it's restricted or when it's modulo P, it gives you the classical Frobenius. Then maybe this Frobenius itself gives many information of the field extension. At least for the Residue field part is almost give you all the information of the scalar group. And maybe you expect to adding something else, a little more to to characterize the whole Galois extension. So for example, field, field of norm theory should tell you that there is for some nice field extension, this field extension has isomorphic Galois group with this Galois group residue field. And we, we already see this is the case for armified extension, but Let's say for is this only true for unramified exists? Are there more situation this might be true? Uh, actually the answer is there are more situation for perfectoid fields. I think this is also true. So maybe we should sit more rigorously and precisely if we have the argument.